is the first Friday in the month of March, and it's time for you to get your Alabama fix as you've made it to the end of your work week. This right here, in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the show, though. Not just me, my man John Ivory, I call him JP, but my man John Ivory always doing his thing from behind the scenes, making sure that we look good, sound good, feel good, flow good every single time we do this show. Not only are we streaming to you via YouTube, but we're also hitting you from Facebook and Twitter as well. We encourage you each and every time to give a thumbs up on the show, like the show, and hit that subscribe button. What that tells us here at TDA is to continue pumping you out, providing you, uh, supplying you the best in news, notes, and information on your Crimson Tide football program. It is because of you, the Alabama football fan. We're over 8,000. That's correct. Over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So, want to continue to have you guys continue to encourage you guys to help us grow the network brand and the channel. But, got a loaded slate of topics to get to on today's edition of the show. We'll start things off with some updates on some former. Crimson Tide players, and then from there, we will dive into can Alabama win the college football playoff national championship this season? We got some odds we'll get into from our guys at wagertalksports.com, but can Alabama win the national championship this season? From there, we will sit down with my man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine to talk some recruiting for 2021 class and who are some guys in the 2020 class that are already at the Crimson Tide that he's looking forward to watching play this year. And after that, we'll get into a little bit of a spring preview in terms of Alabama's defensive backfield Alabama Secondary. That in your phone calls, tweets, texts, thoughts, concerns, chats in the YouTube, or comments in the YouTube chat line. But to start this thing off here with some updates, first and foremost, Alabama, well, former Alabama defensive tackle, Quinnen Williams, the number three overall pick of the 2019 NFL Draft to the New York Jets, was arrested on Thursday night. He was arrested for attempting to board his flight at the LaGuardia Airport with a handgun. Uh, the news came out Thursday night at 9.15 p.m. Uh, he has a permit for the gun, for the handgun. However, the permit is in, well, it was registered in Alabama. Quinnen Williams, a native of Birmingham, Alabama. Now, according to the Martin D. Kane uh, law enforcement or the law firm, New York Law, according to New York law here, there's two types of felony charges in terms of gun laws. If you are carrying or you are in a possession of an unloaded firearm, that is a felony charge. If you're in possession of a loaded firearm, that is also a felony charge. An unloaded firearm, if convicted, you can face up to three and a half years in state jail or in the state penitentiary. So hopefully in the case of Q, uh, the, the the legal system, the law system would have some mercy on him. Not a bad young man, a very upstanding young man, good character, good uh, personality, a guy that was never involved in any trouble at the University of Alabama. Nick Saban never had to get on to him about his character. Probably this is a situation where he was rushing, trying to get on the plane and didn't check things or didn't look for things or did not have the right judgment in terms of making sure everything is intact before uh, boarding the plane or attempting to board the plane. But in terms of Quentin Williams, on March 25th, he will have a court hearing at Queens County Criminal, at Queens County Criminal Court in Queens, New York. So he will have his court hearing on March 25th at Queens County Criminal Court. So uh, best wishes in terms of Quentin Williams. Hopefully the young man will not have to serve any jail time, but was arrested on Thursday at 9.15 p.m. for attempting to board his flight at LaGuardia Airport with a handgun. 
Moving on from there, we have former Alabama wide receiver Amari Cooper, who wants to remain with the Dallas Cowboys. He said today, via, via an article from NFL.com, he wants to be a Cowboy for life. He likes the environment in Dallas. He likes the relationship that he has formed with quarterback Dak Prescott. However, Cooper is set to hit the free agency market in, a, in the coming weeks if in the event the Cowboys do not franchise tag him or they can't come up with a major deal for him. Now, the new CBA, the new collective bargaining agreement, they've got some new rules out here. And if the players sign yes or agree to the new rules, the new regs, the new stuff that's going on, then the Cowboys would only be able to possibly franchise only one player. That may be Dak Prescott. So hopefully the Cowboys can be able to keep Coop and Prescott together because Cooper does want to remain with the Dallas Cowboys. But those are just some updates there on Quentin Williams and Amari Cooper. But we dive into the first topic of conversation on this evening, which is can Alabama, can Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide win the college football playoff national championship for this season? Our good friends at wagertalksports.com, they put out some odds earlier in the year, and they have recently updated those odds. According to Wager Talk, Clemson has the best odds to win the national championship at plus 225. Behind Clemson, you have Ohio State with odds of plus 350. Alabama is third with odds of plus 450. And then Georgia and the reigning national champion LSU Tigers round out at teams four and five. So those, those are just the odds they're presented by WagerTalkSports.com. The Crimson Tide, not the clear-cut favorite to win the national championship in, 20, in 2020. And part of that reason is Tua Tagovailoa now in the National Football League or pursuing the National Football League has declared for the NFL draft. And if Tua was to have told Nick Saban, Coach, I'm not going anywhere. I want one more year with you. I want one more year with my teammates. I want one more year to push Alabama toward a national championship. If Tua would have decided to come back, then the national appeal across the landscape would have been Alabama's the clear-cut favorite because nationally, regardless of what Alabama's defense would look like, people feel as though Tua has the extraordinary talent to offset any negative thing or any struggling issue. Now, am I saying that Mac Jones does not have the capability, does not have the ability to lead this team to a national championship? That's not what I'm saying. He absolutely does. But what I'm saying, in terms of the national audience, where the national appeal is concerned, if Tua was to have told Coach Saban, hey, you know, Coach, I'm coming back, the national audience would have felt like no matter what happens, Tua gives Alabama that clear-cut opportunity to win the national championship. But one of the things I look at here is the 20, this 2020 season, it is very similar to the 2015 season for Alabama in the sense of Alabama's been here before, y'all. Not too many people or teams have the opportunity to say, I've been here before. This is a familiar setting. This is a familiar situation. Case in point, you have somebody that has battled a deadly disease, and I don't wish diseases on nobody, but you have someone that's battled a deadly disease, and they were able to whoop that disease, fight it, beat it. The next time a sickness comes about, this particular person is going to feel confident because they know, hey, I took on this giant, and I beat it, right? So... In the same sense for Alabama football, 2020, this upcoming season, very similar to the 2015 season. If you go back to that time, 2013 and 2014, Alabama did not win a national championship in neither of those two years. And there was problems on defense in both of those two seasons. And when you look at the summer of the 2015 or prior to the 2015 season, the major talking heads were basically stating how, you know, Alabama's not the clear-cut favorite to win the national championship. Alabama's not the clear-cut favorite to win 
an SEC title. Some people had Auburn as the clear-cut favorite for the SEC. Some had Georgia. Some had LSU. Some even had Ole Miss with what Hugh Freeze was building down there in Oxford, Mississippi. And uh, for most of the national talking heads, the conversation was Alabama's got too many question marks, right? Question marks on the offensive line. Question marks on the defense. Question marks at wide receiver. Big question mark at quarterback. But but tied with Jacob Coker at quarterback, they found a way to get it done. I go back to, despite the loss to Ole Miss in week three of a 2015 season, week four, they go up against Georgia in Sanford Stadium between the hedges in Athens. It's raining. The field is soaking wet, drenched. I believe Alabama was a one-point underdog going into that game, and the Crimson Tide found a way to get a 38-10 thumping of Georgia, and it rolled that momentum all the way to win a national championship. And, you know, I look at this season coming up, and uh, just like that 2015 season, you had Blake Sims, of whom uh, graduated on to the next level, and you brought back Jacob Coker, Cooper Bateman, Alec Morris, you signed a five-star guy, one of the, fir- the first five-star of the Nick Saban era at quarterback in Blake Barnett out of San Diego High School, Corona, California. This time around, kind of the same deal. Alabama graduates to a tongue of Angola to the next phase of his career of a National Football League. You return Mac Jones entering his fourth year in the program. Jones, kind of like Jacob Coker. Talia Tonga Angola would kind of feel like Cooper Bateman, if you will. Now, Cooper Bateman was a highly talented young man when he came to Alabama in 2013 as a four-star from Murray, Utah, Cottonwood High School. So, Tony would kind of fit the Cooper Bateman. When you look at Paul Tyson, he would fit the the comparison to Alec Morris, though Paul Tyson's bigger than Alec Morris, taller, better arm. And, of course, Bryce Young could be way better, potentially, than Blake Barnett was. But you see the picture that I'm trying to paint here, folks. 2015 or 2020 kind of carries the same gist as 2015. Now, the big thing for Alabama in this upcoming season will be that week three matchup against Georgia. Depending on how Alabama handles Georgia, due to the emotions of this game, uh, the faces that are going to be on the field, the uh, headline storylines you're going to be able to come up with, the fans are going to be at a feverish pitch inside Bryant-Denny Stadium, I feel like this should be a night game. And I'm hoping that September 19th will be a night game in Bryant-Denny. But depending on how Alabama handles Georgia in week three, if Alabama can go out there and manhandle Georgia, beat them decisively, play the style of football that you, the Alabama Crimson Tide fan, knows that your team is capable of playing, Alabama goes out there and handles Georgia. It goes a long way to the Crimson Tide winning the national championship because to me, it's kind of like this. Remember how the LSU game was always the game to determine where Alabama could go to the national championship or not and the players expounded so much physical and mental energy against LSU every single year. And you, the fans, you you expound so much energy, whether it's food prep, whether it's getting to the game, cheering, yelling, screaming. For some of y'all, y'all do the pregame prep thing. So you expound so much energy prior to LSU. You, the fans, and of course, the players on the field. This time around, I feel like the week three matchup against Georgia is where players will empty the tank, Coaches will empty the tank, and U.S. fans will empty the tank just due to the magnitude of this game. Week three of the season has a game of the year type feeling. And if Mac Jones goes out here and he shows I can balance this offense, but at the same time I can run this offense and I can entertain uh, the fan base as I'm running this offense with the main goal being win a national championship. And if the Alabama defense stays healthy, all the pieces stay in pocket. Most importantly, Pete Golding, if he can have the confidence to make the right calls on the field, if he can have the confidence to make sure the substitutions are in order, the shuffling is in order, the calls are being communicated across the entire field, 
And most importantly, you know, he's putting guys in situations where they can be successful. I truly believe Alabama will be the national champion this season or this upcoming season. But right now, according to Wager Talk, Clemson has the best odds at plus 220, followed by Ohio State. Alabama is third. But we're going to go to our first break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. When we come back, we'll dive into your phone calls, tweets, text messages, concerns, and chats in the YouTube line after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action known as In My Own Words, the podcast. Hottest show in the streets on a Friday. And it's your time, Alabama football fans, your time to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. The number again, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number. Leave a voicemail with that number. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA. That's at In My Own Words TDA. You can also text, you can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But we got a couple of calls already in the queue. And the first one, we're going to go to my man Wayman. Wayman, it's Friday, man. How you doing? Union Town, downtown, T-Town, Justin has got the poem and the rhyme going on on the process in the house. What's going on in T-Town tonight, Stephen M.? Man, we are doing good, Waylon. How are you doing? (laughs) Ah, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm hearing a little buzz there in the air. If we're going to be able to win another hoist up another trophy this year or not, I tell you, I've been thinking about that for a while, Stephen. It's sort of got a, I don't know, a little flea under my collar there. I know the wind is closing fast, but um, I believe everything may come together this year for us to pull one more out of the, one more out of the can there. What do you think, Stephen? I like this season, and, and I go back to when I mentioned that this season to me is starting to look like 2015 where, People are overlooking Bama. They're kind of counting Alabama out. Alabama not really the clear-cut favorite. And just like 2015, a, a win against Georgia, and Bama rolled that all the way to the national championship. I feel like week three, if Alabama comes out here week three against Georgia and shows the world what it really is, this could be something special. Yeah, I think so, too. We was talking about that today at the bank. Uh, some people have got some pretty high, you know, expirations for Alabama this year and want to see these new players coming in, especially Bryce Young. I heard that name mentioned today and several others. So we'll see. I think the – well, I don't think the talent's there. We get everything together. I think maybe everything, will, you know, come together where we can win this maybe one more national title and then – Nick will break Coach Bryant's record, and uh, I sort of hate to see the record go down from the old man. But anyway, you never know what's going to happen. But anyway, I noticed that last, uh, well, I think it was Wednesday night, you had a little bit, uh, once again, you were talking about the young man from Auburn making his comment. I think you sort of got a little flea under your collar there, biting at you about him saying Auburn is the best school in Alabama. Am I sort of reading that right, Stephen? You're reading that right, man. You are reading that absolutely correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, then. We'll just do it this way, then. I know there's always a lot of 
people in the queue. It's Friday night. We'll end with three hearty chuckles. Got a little poem for Auburn tonight, so here we go. Roses are orange, violets are blue. All you Tiger fans think Auburn is the best school. So voice your opinion if you must, but just remember, the Cal College will never be on the same page as us. We'll catch you Monday night, Lord willing. Stephen, you and uh, Justin, hold it down. We out of here. Appreciate that way that we go to our next caller in the queue on a Friday. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind tonight? Yes, uh, I want to give a shout-out to you. I want to give a shout-out to my boy Ben, the uh, CEO, founder of this uh, Touchdown Alabama Mag. Um, I have a serious question for you, first of all, War Eagle. But the um, question for me is, um, from what I, I can gather from my research, uh, y'all will be um, a part of the players getting paid as of next year. Um, I can only assume that Alabama players are going to be highly sought out in that endeavor. Uh, I want to say, or more or less ask you, what you think of uh, what Alabama is going to become once players can get paid, um, a lot of people are going to be able to get a whole bunch of money. I'm assuming that Alabama players are going to be paid a whole bunch because y'all literally on the top of the map, you know, much to my chagrin. But uh, what is your opinion on that? Um. It's it's kind of almost a catch twenty two situation because, I mean, I'm for pay for play. I believe that these athletes do deserve a stipend when you are helping a school, an institution, a program bring in you know millions upon billions of dollars. So I am for the pay for play. Now, am I saying these players should get a whole bunch? Uh, of money, no. I think a stipend is worthwhile. I think a stipend is needing to be looked into. I understand, you know, people feel like, well, these guys are getting a full scholarship, full scholarship. Why are we paying these young men? Why are we paying these athletes? Sometimes the scholarship doesn't cover everything. But to me, I'm for pay for play. It's just going to be interesting to see how the different schools are going to go about doing it. It's 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 an interesting prospect. Um, I you know especially with the video game companies coming in, especially with um, the fact that you know the players will be able to get paid for um, allowing people to train under them. Um, it's, and you know y'all have the especially Alabama has a special probability of people trying to come to Alabama to get trained. Um, Every single one of y'all's, you know, potentially 53 plus, um, man, roster is going to be paid potentially. Um, I don't even know whether um, Alabama fans will be – a whole lot wanting this because technically this will take their minds off of playing football potentially. Uh, They have a very, very, very lucrative possibility and they'll be able to get money. So I just wanted to know what y'all's thought was about that. It's going to be interesting, man, to see how it happens, how it how it goes down with pay for play. But I appreciate the call, man, and keep listening to us. You will. <laughs> Thank you for taking the call. Absolutely. We, we are continuing here. We got another call in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, Stephen. Um, do you think Bryce Young and Tula 
Tugavailoa are going to get much playing action this year. Say it one more time. Do you think Bryce Young and Tua is going to get much playing time this year? I think Bryce Young is going to get playing time this year. He'll play. I think Tua's brother, Talia, it depends on how he plays this spring or spring practice starts, but I think Bryce Young definitely going to get on the field. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Getting some good calls in so far on a Friday night. Getting some thoughts here about Tua or Talia and Bryce Young. We got another call in the queue. Lighting this up on a Friday. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's on your mind? Hi, what's going on, Steven? Um, my, name, my name is Matt. You can call me Mattress Matt from Mobile. Okay. Um, uh, and I've been listening to you for a couple of months. I couldn't believe it when I found you that you act, that you actually have a show that's that talks nothing about Alabama football three times a week. I mean that 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 was like a dream come true. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to make uh, make a point and see what you thought about this. And I'm not trying to go back in the past, but uh, and but at the end of the season, if you would look at any uh, Vegas college football ranking or computer ranking, you know, they had Alabama at number four. So I believe in the old BCS system, Alabama uh, would have been ranked number four. And with the playoff, that would have, that would have gotten them into the playoff, even with the loss to uh, LSU and Auburn. Uh, Alabama was obviously still the fourth best team in the country because you saw what, uh, what happened with uh, Oklahoma. Alabama would have would have been like minus two and a half against LSU going into that game. Oklahoma's uh, what minus fourteen or something like that. It, that's a shame what the uh, what the committee has done. They've ruined everything. I mean, it's just a it's just a shame. It was rough, man. It, it was rough when, when you look at the uh, the rankings and you had Alabama at, at between twelve and thirteen. You, you knew Alabama was not. 12 or 13, I understand there may be a couple of teams better than Alabama, but to have them at 12 and 13, you almost have to wonder, you know, was this committee, you know, watching football? They probably were, but you almost have to ask yourself at times, was this committee truly watching football? I, I agree. And I, I do, do you believe that they should have been, uh, honestly, at number four? Honestly, let's see here. If not, if not, was better. Who do you think was better than Alabama? Okay, I'll put Clemson in there. I'll have Clemson in there. I'll have Clemson. I'll have Clemson, LSU, Ohio State. I would have had Bama at four. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you weren't a Bama fan, maybe not. But. Uh, but uh, but I I am so excited about uh, next year with this Matt Rea and Ballou. I mean, when you look, I looked into their you know history as as well, and it's just it's just incredible. Alabama was able to get them. I can't believe they hired some somebody with that with those credentials. I don't know why they're not even in the NFL or big time. I don't even know why they were at Indiana. These guys are are incredible. Well, they are, man. They uh, according to you know. Baloo turned down some jobs because he wanted the perfect situation, and he saw Alabama's the perfect situation, and he brought Dr. Ray up with him. So the team, the staff, everybody is highly excited for what they can do. But, man, I appreciate the call, man. Continue to listen to us. Thank you. Thank you, bud. You have a great show. Keep it up. No problem. We're going to continue going to the chat line here. We got some questions in the chat line. You guys have been blowing us up here on YouTube. Continue to do that. We got here, uh, we got Willie351 who writes in, I'm going to start freestyling on these fire tracks. Sheesh. Well, Willie351, go ahead and get that. Go ahead and get them freestyles together, man. Go ahead because John Ivory got the beats all day for you. He got them all day. We got this one coming in from Nick Saban Jr. Let me find it here. Nick Saban Jr. on Twitter. Before we get to Nick Saban Jr., we got Russell Russo Day. Russo Day writes in, I believe Alabama can do it this season. Defensive backs, defensive backs are right. I believe Alabama could get to the national championship. 
And also, we need that D-line. We need that front line to be right. So, Russo, I think the defensive backs make a step up. They take a jump. They make that improvement. Defensive line makes a big improvement as well with Coach Freddie Roach in here. But we're going to take another break here on the show. When we come back, got a special treat for you. Justin Smith in the house. We're going to talk recruiting with the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA right after this. want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we are back into the action ladies and gentlemen on what is the hottest show on the streets the best form of alabama football news notes and information yours truly stephen m smith and uh we got my man Justin Smith in the house, in studio, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got a family affair here, if you can see <laughs> the family resemblance going on. But, Justin, we're going to get to a lot of conversation about the 2021 recruiting class, what's going on there. We'll talk some 2020 guys, but the number one big news and information is Drake May, the four-star quarterback who was originally committed to Alabama, has flipped to North Carolina. People are wondering what's going on. Why did he flip? What caused this to happen? Is this bad? I remember you had talked about at some point you felt like Alabama Alabama was going to have some trouble holding on to his commitment. Uh, What does this mean with Drake May flipping? Well, as far as Drake May is concerned, the four-star quarterback out of North Carolina, this is not a huge hit for Alabama. Not really a huge surprise when you look at Drake May. He's a product of North Carolina. He's a North Carolina bred kid. His dad went to the University of North Carolina. His older brother Luke play Luke Luke May played for the um North Carolina men basketball team. So it's not a huge surprise that Drake may flip his commitment from Alabama. I think it was kind of expected. And as I said on the process several times before, it was going to be hard for Alabama to keep keep Drake May's commitment with North Carolina still being a huge huge player in his recruitment. But when you look at Alabama's entire roster heading into next season with Bryce Young on the roster, Paul Tyson, Talia Tagovailoa, Mac Jones, that quarterback room is loaded. And I think that is one of the reasons why Drake May saw what's best for him to flip his commitment to North Carolina. All of these quarterbacks, especially guys at the quarterback position, they want to come in, play early, make that immediate impact. And I think Drake May does see that, and I think he sees that crowded quarterback room that Alabama will have on next season but when you look at Alabama's 2021 recruiting class at the moment with that in mind the Alabama's quarterback room is stacked I don't think it's a huge priority for Alabama to land a top tier quarterback but as Nick Saban always says he always wants to bring in at least one quarterback per cycle but looking forward with the 2021 recruiting class some names I will keep an eye on is Jalen Miro a four-star quarterback a dual threat quarterback who's currently committed to Texas this is a kid who was once very high on Alabama's board. He did say he really liked Alabama before he committed to the University of Texas, but things could change now that Alabama does not have a verbal commitment from a quarterback in the 2021 recruiting class. I will also look at Shadir Sanders, the son of Hall of Fame defensive back Deion Sanders, as a possibility. Now, Justin, I mean, as we look at this 2021 class and right now with Drake May, Drake May decommitted or flipping that commitment to North Carolina. Alabama's got one guy committed for its 2021 class, the young man out of Mobile Christian School, Mobile, Alabama. This class is kind of moving slow. Yeah. Much like the 2018 class did. And I know at that point in time, you know, 
college football was instituting the two signing periods and Nick Saban was trying to maneuver through that. And at the same time, you had a lot of coaches leaving the staff, going to other places, pursuing other jobs. So that's why the... 2018 class kind of not hit the way fans wanted it to hit. Do you see the same thing with this 2019, with this 2021 class, excuse me, or is it just an overreaction and Alabama's going to get its guys? Yeah, I think Alabama is still going to get most of their targets that they really want, but there's no doubt about it. This 2021 recruiting class is moving very slow with only one verbal commitment at this point in the 2021 recruiting class. When you go back to the same point, on last year in the 2020 recruiting cycle, Alabama had about six or seven commits. So it's, it is it is obvious that this class is moving very slow at the moment with Deontay Lawson being verbally committed. But I wouldn't be um, that afraid if I was Alabama fans just going crazy about Alabama only having one commit in the 2021 recruiting class at this moment with it being early. And I think Alabama's coaching staff has a great grasp on the early signing period and the two signing periods during this 2021 recruiting class. Going back to the 2018 recruiting cycle, that was the first year where we had two signing periods in Alabama and Nick Saban and the rest of his coaching staff was trying to adjust to that new addition and that new change. And I think they're more experienced this time around. And with Alabama hosting their second junior day event on this Saturday, I think Alabama will look to build some momentum, especially on this Saturday hopefully get a commitment in the next couple of weeks to build some momentum after losing two verbal commitments over the last week or so folks if you're just now joining the show in my own words the podcast Stephen M. Smith touchdown Alabama magazine I'm live here with Justin Smith the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA talking about 2021 recruiting class the 2021 recruiting cycle Justin you brought up junior day yeah Coming up on Saturday, I know you'll be out there scouting those guys, looking around, uh, things of that nature. If you had to put a number on how many guys does Nick Saban, how many guys does this coaching staff need to offer, what would that number be? Well, as far as the 2021 recruiting class, Alabama has offered a healthy number of those 2021 prospects. I don't, I don't expect too many new offers to come out when it comes to the 2021 recruiting class. I think they are hosting some interesting recruits in the 2021 recruiting class. When you look at look at guys like four-star defensive end Shamber Jackson out of Orlando, Florida, a guy who told me that Alabama's defensive line coach Freddie Roach has been in contact with him every day as of late, building that contact and building that relationship heading into his junior day visit. Another guy we'll watch out for is four-star outside linebacker Reneria Dilworth out of North Carolina. This kid is very explosive. One of the fastest outside linebackers in the 2021 recruiting class. Easy. It's, it's crazy how explosive this kid is on the field. And I think Alabama getting him on campus is huge for Alabama this weekend. With Dilworth being the guy who will announce his verbal commitment on May 9th. So Alabama will host some interesting 2021 targets. As far as extending new offers, I think a lot of those offers will go out to guys in future recruiting classes, including guys in 2022, 2023, and possibly the 2024 recruiting class. Justin, th- this year's Iron Bowl is going to be huge, man. Yeah. Every Iron Bowl is huge. Every Iron Bowl is major. But th- this one's going to be huge in terms of, and you and I both kind of talked about this off the air, the natu- the rich talent, the rich recruiting talent is starting to come back to the state of Alabama. It was here at one point in time in the early years of Nick Saban, then it kind of left and went to other states. Now it's coming back to this state right here. So when you look at these guys for 2021 on up, and uh, you know Nick Saban, Gus Malzahn are going to be fighting to not only keep these guys in state, but also keep these guys coming to their respective programs, their respective schools. So how big, in your opinion, is this 2021 Iron Bowl? Is this is this year's Iron Bowl for 2020? I think the Iron Bowl is pretty huge for both sides, Alabama and Auburn, but so is the rest of their seasons. When you look at those potential recruits in the 2021 recruiting class, looking at Auburn and Alabama as potential landing spots for them at the next level. But when you look at this entire 2021 recruiting class in the state of Alabama, the state of Alabama is loaded from the top to the bottom. When you look at the top, you have guys like five-star athletes, Quincy McKinstry, 
five-star defensive end Dylan Brooks, got both guys who are considering Auburn and Alabama. You have Lee Hunter, the five-star defensive end out of Eight Mile, Alabama, by the way, of Blunt High School, who is verbally committed to Auburn at the moment. Armani Goodwin is an explosive running back who I really like, but Alabama has not offered yet. But he's another one of those guys, in-state guys, that makes his 2021 recruiting class inside the state of Alabama so dangerous. Even when you dive deeper into this class, looking at guys that are kind of sitting in the middle, when you look at four-star defensive tackle, Tim Kennan out of Ramsey High School. Both Alabama and Auburn is recruiting him. Three-star cornerback who's four-star on some recruiting site on some recruiting sites and Kamari Lasseter out of American Christian Academy in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So when I say this class is filled from top to the bottom, I'm definitely I definitely mean that when you look at this particular class. But not so Alabama and Auburn. A lot of other schools, major power five schools across the nation are gonna to try to come inside the state of Alabama and steal some of that talent when you look at teams like LSU. Georgia, Clemson, and even Ohio State. Live on live right here on In My Own Words, the podcast. If you're just tuning into the show, I got Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, talking 2021 recruiting, but also the 2020 guys, the early enrollees that are already here. Now, as we get into these 2020 guys, Justin, the main guy that people are enamored with, of course, it's Bryce Young, the five-star from modern day high school in Santa Ana, California at six feet, 190 pounds, just an incredible high school career. Now, according to touchdownalabama.com, you have him not only as a five-star, but you also have him with a diamond grade of one, which means he will be an immediate contributor, an immediate game change or big time factor but while everyone's talking about young and for obvious reasons if there's two to three other guys out there that you watched that you studied that you scouted out in this class who are two other guys or two to three other guys that you are really uh, excited about well, I'm really excited to see Alabama's four-star defensive back commit, defensive back signing at this point, who is currently enrolled into the University of Alabama in Jacquez Robinson, a lengthy defensive back that stands at 6'2 and possibly 6'3. He can go stride to stride with any speedy wideout. And with those long arms, he can extend his arms and tackle guys who are fleeing, the, fleeing um, ball carriers. And he can also knock the ball out of the air against taller wide receivers with those 50-50 balls, no jump balls in action. I really think Jacquez Robinson and now that I'm hearing from Alabama's camp that he's added on a couple of pounds, possibly pushing 190, possibly pushing the weight where he could be a competitive defensive back in the SEC. So I'm really excited to see what Jaquez Robinson would do a four-star defensive back out of Florida. But not only him, I'm also excited to see Drew Sanders, another five-star athlete who's expected to play that outside. That kid's got some guns on him. <laughs> yeah, he's most definitely, he knows definitely does, and he's expected to play outside linebacker for Alabama. But I'm excited to see if he's... He could possibly move to another position if Alabama needs him to because he's just that explosive and he's just that athletic. Now, Justin, I remember you talked about this and you wrote a couple pieces on Drew Sanders. You mentioned yeah. tight end yeah. could be that spot. Now, I know Alabama, it's it's, it's got Jaleel Billingsley, Major Tennyson. It's signed Carl Tucker uh, as a graduate transfer from North Carolina. Can Drew Sanders really play tight end? Yeah, I think he could play tight end and fit into that position very easily just based off what he did during his high school um, career. This is a guy who had no problem lining out wide, going one-on-one with defensive backs and burning those defensive backs on those fly routes. This is a guy who's um, very um, familiar with the route tree. Also has some experience at playing wildcat quarterback. So he has experience at playing so many different positions. So I think if Alabama needed him to play tight end with Alabama's tight end coach, Jeff Banks trying to change the vision of the tight end position at the University of Alabama trying to recruit more athletic tight ends. And if they can't get them through the recruiting process, you already got one there in Drew Sanders if you needed him to go there. Now, Justin, uh, one, of the, one of the other guys not named Bryce Young that people are just enamored with in this 2020 class that's, that's here is Will Anderson, uh, the outside linebacker out of Hampton, Georgia, 6'4", 230 pounds. His size right now would mirror a Tim Williams or a Christian Miller. But when you watch his tape, people want to know. I know you don't want to make this – comparison just yet but people want to know is this close to Derek Thomas could we possibly get back to having somebody and I'm not trying to compare him to Derek Thomas because DT is in a realm of his own he's in a category of his own but when you turn on the tape in your study of Will Anderson Justin what do you see when you turn on the tape and you watch this young man on the field well first off when you look at William Anderson you see his frame he has all of the 
frame and the built work to be a um, great defensive lineman at the next level. He's explosive off the edge. Just a kid who can shed blocks pretty um quickly. I think his um arm technique, his hand technique is pretty impressive as well. But when you look at William Anderson, he's a man among boys, especially on this high school huddle film. He looked like he was a monster out there for the most time. And I'm really impressed with William Anderson, especially what he showed at the All-American Bowl, not only being the guy who was explosive off the edge and getting to the backfield, but also being the guy who knows where the ball is, trying to float to the football, and also create turnovers as he was able to force a fumble in that game. So I'm really impressed with William Anderson. I know a lot of Alabama fans are excited for him to get on Get on the field now that he's on campus. As we're continuing the conversation, folks, if you're just tuned in to In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest show on the streets, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. I got Justin Smith here with me, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, breaking down 2021 recruiting of his 2020 class that's already in here. Be sure to drop a thumbs up on the show, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button. That lets us know here at TDA to continue pumping you out the best and news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide. But, Justin, there are some names out here that a lot of fans, a lot of people are not talking about. They're kind of looked at as, I don't want to say sleepers, but these are guys that have potential. These are guys that are big-time playmakers, but may not be getting the conversation, may not be getting the talk, may not be getting the uh, the dialogue, if you will, that a lot of these other guys are getting. So who are those guys kind of flying under the radar in your mind that you have watched on film, that you have watched uh, driving around, seeing these high school games now that these guys are here? Who are some guys that you see that may not be getting the conversation, but they're big-time? As far as freshman enrollees, I would de- I would definitely put Jacquez Robinson in that conversation. Just off, not many people talking about him. But another guy I would say is a guy who I think Alabama fans are excited about. But I think his with him committing to Alabama so early in the twenty twenty recruiting class, Rodell Williams, a four star running back out of Purytown High School, is definitely a kid I would watch out for. Rodell Williams is a big-time factor, a big-time playmaker. But, folks, we're going to go to another break here. Appreciate having Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine on the show. But, folks, we're going to go to another break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Upon our return, we jump into into the conversation of – can Alabama, or we'll jump to a spring preview. We, we get to your, your tweets, texts, phone calls right after this. Got tongue tied. We get some more of your tweets, texts, and phone calls right after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action here, folks, on the hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own worst, the podcast from a Friday. And as always, fans, this is your time right now. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number, leave a voicemail with that number as well. If Twitter is your thing, you can tweet the show directly at In My Own Words TDA, at In My Own Words TDA. You can tweet myself directly at Coaching M. Smith. We also have a great chat line here on YouTube where you can be involved in. You guys are already blowing us up there in the chat line but it looks like we got some callers in the queue right now and we will take a call right now 
where we don't have any callers. I had to call in the queue there. But we're going to go to the chat line right now, man. We're going to the chat line right now to look at what you guys have been blowing us up with. And in the chat line, we're going to see here we got Dallas Schwartz. Dallas Schwartz writes in, Stephen M. Smith, the hardest working man in the podcast, in the podcast traverse. Appreciate that podcast traverse. Steve, I've been looking in on a puppy page and they are circling the wagon for that third Saturday in September, thinking it launches them to a national to a national championship, to a natty. Week three of the season, Dallas is going to be a big week. Week three of the college football season. Alabama goes out there, manhandles Georgia in week three at Bryant-Denny. It's going to be the game that can launch Alabama on its national championship run. Samuel William Wilkerson writes in, Samuel Will. Samuel William Wilkinson. Steven, can you do me a favor and ask Justin Smith, how are we doing when it comes to making sure Alabama is wide receiver you? The, rec the recruitment of uh, Ajayi Hall and Kentron Jackson. Definitely got that recruiting question for Justin in terms of wide receiver. But we actually have a call in, we, we don't have a call in the queue. So continuing to go to the chat line here. We go to Harold Patton. Harold Patton writes in, I think these kids deserve to be paid nicely because these universities are making a killing off these young men. They deserve to live on when they graduate and get that nice check. Um, I agree with that, Harold. I'm looking at a stipend, not a boo amount of money, but a stipend's worthwhile. You get them a stipend to go along with that scholarship. You, you show them that you care about what they have done in terms of bringing the massive amount of money into your respective program here. Continuing to try to find some questions here in the chat line. You guys have been blowing us up here. Let's see. We go to Nathan D who writes in, any buzz on Trey Sanders? Trey's going to have a good year. Trey is going to have a good year. Spring ball is March 13th, Friday, March 13th. Of course, I will be out there for Touchdown Alabama Magazine watching Trey Sanders, uh, covering him, seeing what he can do in practice, what he can do on the field, uh, what, he can, what can he do especially in the A-Day game on Saturday, April 18th. So looking forward to seeing what Trey Sanders can't do there. But that's going to take us to our next break here on In My Own Words. But upon our return, we will dive into the spring preview of Alabama defensive backs. What will the secondary look like this spring? We'll touch on that coming up right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith, M. Smith at, at that being, of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we're jumping into the spring preview in terms of Alabama's defensive backfield, Alabama's secondary for the spring 2020 and uh, Alabama graduating four guys to the National Football League, Trayvon Diggs, Shaheem Carter, Jarrett Maiden, and one Xavier McKinney. At the cornerback position, of course, it lost Trayvon Diggs and Shaheem Carter. It does return Patrick Sertan II, Josh Job, Jalen Armour Davis, Marcus Banks, Jaquez Robinson, and Ronald Williams Jr. In terms of the guys 
this spring that are in the spring in terms of the safety position it lost Xavier McKinney and Jared Maiden. It returns Jordan Battle, Daniel Wright, Eddie Smith, DeMarco Helms, and Brandon Turnage. And the big thing for Alabama this spring for this defensive backfield is being able to stay in perfect phase with receivers. But not just that. Don't panic. There have been times in the past where Alabama defensive backs are concerned. They would be in perfect phase, right? They would be right in the hip pocket of the wide receiver, and either one of two things would happen. Either the ball is in the air, and the eyes of the wide receiver would get as big as the moon. When that happens, that defensive back is supposed to turn, look for the ball, just like that wide receiver, and play the ball with it being in the air. And at times, the defensive backs, they don't turn and look for the ball, and they tug on the jersey of the wide receiver, and there's a defensive holding or a pass interference flag, or there's a situation where Alabama is in perfect phase defensively. The ball is in the air. Alabama DBs have the head turn to play the ball with the receiver in question, and they panic to where they are going to play the football. They don't jump up. They panic, and the receiver is able to make the play. This season, it goes starting the spring. Alabama secondary got to trust the instincts. If you know what Nick Saban's coaching you on the field year in and year out, cut off the angle, take the angle away, run with the guy, be in the guy's hip pocket. When that receiver's eyes get big, that is your cue as a defensive back. Hey, the ball is in the air. The ball is coming. Get my head, turn it around. Play that ball as it's in the air and make the play on the football. Do not be afraid to trust your instincts and trust what you have been taught. If Alabama's defensive secondary can trust its instincts, play the ball in the air, stay in the hip pocket, not panic. Do what you are told to do, then this will be a very, very good secondary coming up in this upcoming season starting in the spring just I guess if, if I had to put together a spring rotation for the Crimson Tide at secondary at that right cornerback spot I would have Patrick Sertan there as the starter the left cornerback spot I would have Josh Job there at that star position depends on how quickly Ronald Williams Jr. the Juco can pick up the system right because he's got the technique He's got speed. It's, he just has not been exposed to Alabama yet. So depending on how quickly he can pick up the system, he could possibly be in that star role. If Alabama doesn't choose to put Patrick Sertan in that star role, I could look at Ronald Williams Jr. In that money role, as in dime, I've got DeMarco Helms at that position. At three safety, i got Jordan Battle. At strong safety, I have Daniel Wright, the former four-star from Boyd Anderson High School in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, who came in the 2017 class. So kind of the wild cards here, when you look at the secondary, depending on how Ronald Williams Jr. takes the system, how quickly Jaquez Robinson continue to, continues to grow, our own Justin Smith, the scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, mentioned in a previous segment that you know Robinson has gained some weight, He's got up to 190, 191 pounds, so he's showing that he can put on some weight with his length and his athleticism. So depending on how Robinson looks like or what Robinson looks like and how Ronald Williams can mesh in with the system, also Jalen Armour Davis, can he finally get on the field and show why he was a highly touted prospect out of Mobile, Alabama in the 2018 class. So there's a lot of wild cards in the secondary. But if everybody can jail, and as I mentioned, play the ball in the air, be in the receiver's hip pocket, not get nervous, don't panic, this could be a really good year for Alabama secondary. So that's just a little preview there in terms of the spring where Alabama's DBs are concerned. But for you, the fans, if you want to know where you can find the best news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide, you can do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. And it's simple. You can get this app from your iPhone app store, 
if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store, if you just so happen to have the Android phone. We got our podcast options for your audio listening pleasures here. If you're feeling iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, iHeartRadio, people, we've got you covered right here. If the good Lord sees fit, I will return on Monday to kick off another week of information on Crimson Tide football, known as in my own words. But seeing that it is the weekend, I leave you with my favorite th- three things. You know what they are. It's the weekend's husbands. You know what to do. Get on that job loving them wives of yours. It's the weekend wives, you know what to do. Get on loving them husbands, loving them husbands of yours. Children, I know it's the weekend, but them chores, them dishes, that floor better be swept. Get on them chores, children. Make them beds up in the morning. Get your three hearty meals a day, three hearty laughs a day. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening to In My Own Words. 